So, to just orientate ourselves, we're discussing a few things which are interconnected. There are Amalek, Leitonus, and Purim. We reached this point by, uh, by we were Isaac and the Sugi of Leitonus in its own right, and the role that it plays in our day-to-day life as a escape mechanism from the moment, the way a person escapes from the gravity of a given situation, or the way he evades the meaning of the moment is by making a joke out of it. That's why the Ramchal, this Leitonus, is one of the Mastida has the heroes. The heroes is the Midah that binds you to the moment because only when you're attuned to the subtle nuances of where you are presently holding can you act appropriately in alignment with the Ratzon Hashem. Leitonus allows you to escape from that. So as, an, as, a, as a continuation of that, and based on the fact that the timing is right to start preparing for Purim, the Moyadim, as we pass through them, they also have to pass through us. Each Moyad is there to build a different Kercha Nefesh. If a person prepares for the Moyadim, he has the chance that they will create an internal revolution. If you do not prepare, it's almost guaranteed that nothing will happen. So what we're doing simultaneously is using our understanding of Leitonus as a hachana for Purim. Amalek is a crucial player in Purim, as Haman was one of the descendants of Amalek, and his relationship with the Jewish people, an attempt to destroy them, and his ultimate destruction are all part of the roles and plots and themes which exist between the Jewish people and Amalek as an entity. Rav Hutna, explaining this, introduces us to Leitzonus and Amalek by quoting a Medrash. The Medrash says, quoting a Pasuk in Mishle, Leitzake ufesi ya'arim. Late take the late was stricken, was hit, was given a blow. Ufeti yarim, and the fool became wise. Late take says the medrash is Amalek. Ufeti yarim is Yisro, because Yisro by Yishma Yisro, Yisro was prompted to come to the midbar and to be Megaya, convert to Judaism, based on Milchemet Amalek. He saw the Jewish defeat of Amalek, and that prompted him to come and shelter underneath the wings of the Shekhinah. So you see that the benefit that, they, that Amalek had was for another. Amalek themselves merely got hit, but they produced a tangential benefit to Yisrael. Yisrael is witnessing of Amalek's destruction, served as an impetus for him to come and join Klal Yisrael. So you see that the goal, the, sorry, that the value of a late is not in his own right. A late is almost, he's not ro'i latikun. As the Pasuk says, that reish is goyim amalek, ve'achritsoi adei oivei. That 
Reish is going by Malik, they were the first nation to attack the Jewish people and ultimately they will be destroyed. In other words, in the world when everything gets rectified, Amalek has no rectification, they will have ultimate destruction. We have to understand what is the relationship to the ultimate destruction of Amalek, the connection or disconnection, connection to or disconnection from Kral Yisrael, and why is that? Why is this that the theme which underlies this entire battle is Leitzonim? So Rav Hutton introduced us to the basic underpinnings of how Leitzonim works by describing the process of anti-Leitzonim. Anti-Leitzonim, he coined the phrase called Koyach Hahilul. The, that which a person praises, he quotes the Rabbeinu Yoyna, that says that if you want to distill the essence of an individual, the way to do so is by look at, a look at what he praises. What a person says is great is an indication of what he is himself. The more he feels nisbatel, annulled, nothing in the face of this thing, the more importance, gravity, and weight that thing has. If a person's in awe of, a per- of another that can down an entire liter of beer in a few seconds, it demonstrates that his inner world, drinking beer, is a praiseworthy activity. If a person looks upon that as an animalistic act, decrying the godly nature of humanity, so you won't appreciate that. You'll say, why is that a minor? So what you consider to be a Milo Chisorin, something good or bad, is indicative of your inner self. And therefore, our witness is the shocking revelation that you can have two people, both Asuk and Torah, one can have shut on his fingertips and the other one can be an absolute Amaret. And you can gauge by their reaction to their past if they are truly close to Torah or far. The person who's a Baki Bishah now in middle life, looks back at his youth and says, what a pity I spent my early years engaged in the study of Torah because now I am midway through my life and I don't have anything to show for it in practical materialistic terms. The other, at the middle of his life, says, I can't believe I wasted my years engaging in the pursuit of material success. I've lost out what I could have earned in Torah. He says, if you put on a scale those two people, the person who's a Bokin Shas has very tenuous, if any, connection to Torah. And the person who's an Amaret that wishes he would have learned is completely connected to Torah. He uses the other barometer of how the person responds to Talmud Chochem. If a person, when he's in the face of Talmud Chochem, feels like nothing, he's close to Torah. If a person in the face of Talmud Chochem feels like he knows better, He's very far from Torah. That's what Rav Hutner has enlightened us until this point. Is that all clear? Good. Can you yes. say there's a when between those two people and someone that has like a syndrome, like known as like the grass is always greener, like you know what you have, but like you just like you see the other thing and that's just what you think. It's not necessarily the or that's what you are, but necessarily it's what you're perceptive of you, what you have and what the other what you're lacking, it's the perception that far away what you're, the reality is. Not necessarily the equilibrium. The shine is that the grass is always greener is an interesting nefesh. We studied it in depth. It's called dimyan. Um, 
but the dimian, in order to illustrate vividly the other side where the grass is greener, needs to be fed by kircha nefesh. A person doesn't think the grass is greener on the other side of the road which intersects east and west Jerusalem. Because you've got no time to be there. The grass is only green in a place where you tuck a like the green type of the grass. So even at the Kircha Nefesh, and you're right, it may be a lesser shear, but it's also a shear of, I value that. There's no value, so then there's no greener grass. When, when, you, when you're sitting in your shiver and you start to think, I can't believe I'm wasting my time here, because I look at all my friends and colleagues, and they are now in very comfortable positions, driving very fast, slick cars, and adorned with a wide variety of modern jewelry in the form of iPhones, iPads, eyeliner. And as, as a result, you feel, oh gosh, I can't believe what I'm doing. So that, even though it may be a transient moment, so it's not a reflection of the core identity, but there's an element of you that Tucker values that. So, so the guy who has, the, uh, I guess you could say, gashmets and is wanting the roofness, you could just easily just say, like, why don't you do anything about it? You're right. It depends if it's a transient moment. You're 100% right. That's what I'm saying. Like Ultimately, if it just becomes a feeling that he has and there's no action, and that he's, even though he's like, well, I wish I would have learned all those years, so how about making a say today? No, oh, no, 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 too busy. So then that's an indication, and that's just also a transient feeling, and it's not, it's, it's, there's a connection. But it's not a strong connection. A person's in the shiva and he has these thoughts and he envies his friends from time to time. So it doesn't mean that's what he truly wants. It just means there's a part of him that still has a connection to that. A person greener in a case where it's just very transient. You know, exactly. So, so it, it just does give insight into a part of yourself, but it doesn't define you. But if it, if it becomes your, your most powerful connection and relationship to that thing, so then it's definitive. Yes, we're all following. Good. Continues Rafut now. In Ois Dalad. So that's the sum up of where we are now. Let's continue with Shreva. And says Rafut now. Kola Hadvarim Halalu. Amurim Hemba Adam. All these words are describing a person that a person has an intact capacity to evaluate what's important and what's unimportant. In other words, a person has an intrinsic ability to give weight to things which are important. And that's a part and parcel of a healthy internal being. Things which are important get weight. That's the kercha nefesh, to give cover to things. Now, the truth is, there is really a, a pre-dated question before we even discuss where you put your praise. In other words, the way of evaluating distilling the inner essence of a person is based on where that person addresses his praise. By where he addresses his praise is an indication, obviously in a consistent fashion, is an indication of what his essence is. But really there's a point before that 
What about a person that in terms of internal connection to evaluating anything doesn't have a value system where anything has importance? There could be an image that exists whereby everything loses value. Are you following me? I'll explain further, but let's read Rav Hutner. In opposition to this koyach that a person can appreciate and respect and feel um, humbled by something bigger than him, there's incredible opposition. A person has a very powerful koyach inside of himself which is inclined towards zilzul, to belittle things, to disdain them. In opposition to this ability to recognize importance, there's a part of a person that wants to absolutely diss any kind of chashivus. Nah, Gornish, that's nothing. You, you, you can connect to that middle that you get people that everything they can make a joke about. There's nothing which is sacred. There's nothing which has weight. And with belittling things, he's happy. This koyach is called amisparet bechazoka, which breaks out of strength, which helps to destroy anything, which is to give anything important, is called leitzonus. Midas leitzonus atmis, atmis, the essential mid of leitzonus, kafisha nimtes benefesh besharosha, as it's in the root of a soul. In Yonahu, Limtso is a Pirtso Bechol Inisha Hashivit Amnasi Tarsko Abinian. It's to find the weakness in any important matter to absolutely decimate and destroy that idea. Mitoichosha Pirtso is by finding this little weakness. Zed Umazed. One thing is made in balance with another. She is also shall kerch hahilu hilaharbois hashibus poilam. The desire internally of a person who has what's called the kerch hahilu, the need to praise, is in order to create importance in the world, to give things value and weight. Ula umasa she also shall kerch leitzanus hilaharbois zilzul poilam. It's to make nothingness, it's to take down. The Kerch Ahilu means that you live in a world where things have weight, which things are important, things are sacred, things are, are valuable. And the Kerch of Leitonus is nothing is important, nothing is valuable, nothing is sacred. Even as I say those words, the Kerch of Zilzul is so prevalent in today's day and age that I feel bad by saying nothing is sacred. In other words, almost if, but nothing is sacred. <laughs> Internally, there's, 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 there's an echo of a feeling that if you say something is sacred, you're a little bit off the track. That's not cool. Surely it's posh that nothing is sacred. In other words, the Kirk of Zilzul is so widespread that the prevalent feeling is that those who try and make things sacred are fanatic or 
locked into a time walk where they never really got out of the Middle Ages. Sacred. Things are sacred. I'm stupid. So I think even the word, the connotations of the word sacred have a certain negative ring to them. So I'm not going to use the word sacred anymore. <laughs> right. So you have to talk about importance. You can't talk about sacred because sacred has a, has as a result, let's say, of a century or two of battering religious establishment, which in a certain sense may have been a good thing. But in another thing, the baby does get washed out with the bath water. And that what happens is that any sense of describing the sacred already becomes open for zilzal. Um in other words, this that we say that a person is defined by what he praises, there's really a machloikis internally as well. In other words, before a person even gets to the level where he can be wrong about life, he has to succeed to a large degree in the battle that there is such a thing as being right. As being, in other words, it's possible that a poor person never gets to the stage of ever utilizing his kirchahilu. Because his whole life is one big zilzul of everything around him. So the rebellion Yoyin is saying, when you can evaluate a person based on what he praises, he's already speaking about stage two. That in the internal battle between being mazalzal in everything and making a joke out of everything, he's triumphed and he's given something important. Then you can say, go, but what that you've given importance? Is attacking important or not? Do you understand? understand, Frank. So there's really two stages. Now, if you see the stages, there's a, there's, there's a Taka, also in Parashat Yisrael, a very strange halacha. And perhaps it's relevant for what we're discussing. The last pasuk in Parashat Yisrael. And do not walk up steps to my Mizbeach. In other words, the Mizbeach was designed in such a way that it had a ramp. It didn't have steps. So you shouldn't reveal your nakedness upon it. So now you've got a stone Mizbeach. And the reason why it's made as a ramp because then the Kranim, when they walk up or run up the Mizbeach, won't have to um, when they widen their legs by taking a step, they won't expose their nakedness to the ramp of the Mizbech. Because since it's a ramp, they'll be able to take smaller steps and not widen their steps to reveal their nakedness. There's one small problem. They were wearing underpants. They were wearing mixed signs. So they wouldn't have, even if they took gigantic split-like steps, they still wouldn't have revealed any nakedness. So let's look at what Rashi says, and it's quite astonishing, Rashi. Asher lo yisigale er vasho, she al yedei ha-ma'alois atotzorich laharchiz p'siyo yisecho. Because there are steps, you'd have to widen your gate. V'apopish e'enoi giloi er v'mamesh, even though it's not really revealing the nakedness. She harei ksiv vasho, le'en michnesei 
bad because they were wearing trousers underneath their tunics. Mikomokoim hachavas apsiyos karoiv legilui erva. It has some type of approximation. It's getting there in a direction. If they wouldn't be wearing underpants, so would be. Therefore, even though it's a distant hashash, but since it smacks in a mild kind of fashion to something which could be akin to gilui ever, therefore, don't do it. And that would be a disdainful way of relating to the Mizbech. The Mizbech is a part of the Kalim which are used for Avodah Hashem, for the service of the Creator, and you relating in, to them in a way which is in a very far-fetched fashion, a perhaps hint of what could be construed as a mild zilzul, don't go there. Don't go there. Now just let's think about that for a moment. Don't create a Mizbech whereby you, through your actions, will display some distant possibility of an element of not showing utmost respect. Better avoid the whole thing and redesign the entire architectural structure of the Mizbech to avoid that. Then Rashi goes on and says, it's a kavuchoymer. Umah avanim halalu she'en ben das lahakpid al bizyonon. Hare these avanim, these stones of the mizbeach, they're not going to be offended, even if you did the most disdainful thing to them. Who are you giving consideration to over here? The mizbeach. The mizbeach is inanimate. It won't be affected by your actions. The stones are needed. They play an important role. They have chashivus. Don't behave to them in a disdainful way. Your friend, your fellow man, that is created but similar and he does take his honor seriously. How much more so? You see, a massive chiddush in the sugya of zilzul. First of all, we're talking about an inanimate object that you not to do an act which, in a very distant sense, is some minute fashion of a possible desire. To who? To something they won't feel it. So who's the din on? The din is on you. Meaning, you, even though, for example, the person that you're displaying the show of lack of respect couldn't care less that you show him a lack of respect, you, because of yourself, can't show him respect. And that's the lesson from the Mizbech. The Mizbech doesn't go, isn't going to be offended. So who's the din for? The din is for you. Even though you're not going to offend the person, it's inappropriate for you to behave towards something which has value in a way which devalues it. It's Kerechazilzu. In other words, there's a manifestation in the design of the Mizbeach to the degree to which we have to flee from this terrible Kerech of design. And that's about the Mizbeach who can't react. So your friend who has a chashivut which is a billion times greater than the Mizbeah, 
an Adam, he's he carries with him the seal of the Creator, an Adam, a man, a chooser, medaber, his chashivas is unfathomable. How could you display any element of his stain? Firstly, even if he doesn't react, because of his incredible chashivas, how can you relate him to Zilzul? And of course she came because he'll feel the Zilzul. So you see that at the end of the parasha, which discusses Matan Torah, the Pasuk leads us off with the directive in life, which now we see is not just an aside. It's a fundamental, it's a fundamental principle. The more you go towards Bizoyon, the closer you're going to land up in the clutches of Amalek. The more you have the capacity to appreciate and value, to have Kachilu, to stand in awe of those around you and not to look down and then ah damashite. The more you're elevated in your appreciation of the things and the people around you, the more in touch you are with life with the Rebellion The further you stray from that, the easier it is to belittle, to disdain, the further away you are from Avoida. And therefore, in the, in the central point of Avoida, this idea is, 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 is expressed. Okay? So now, since the Koyach is so strong, and you see the degree to which the Torah went to uproot it from us, so you have to know that that Koyach is a powerful, powerful Koyach. Says Rav Hutna, the first step is overcoming that Koyach. Then you can begin, but that's not the end. Then you have to get where you point your chashivas in the right direction. Come on. It seems like that, that first step is um, pretty simple in some respects. Everyone has got something that they've got. Not true. Like not true. Like family or something like that. Not true. Not true. There are people, I've met them. You've met no. them as well, Tamir? Come here, live with them for a year and a half. They'll give you their names. You can find them and ask them. Nothing. You can live in a life where everything is just one big dildle. You can make, you can actually make fun of everything. Is it really a koach halaytamas, or is it like a like a, a void of the like koach of appreciation? He says it's a koyach, it's a proactive thing. It's a koyach in the other that pulls him into that. It's not just like, if he's not got anything which he appreciates, so that's where he is. There's something which undermines the appreciation of. Again, you're right. You find an, an absolute extreme where a person is not even brushing his teeth at night, seriously. But the, the, the queen, it could be, you could, Tamir knows that. Okay, even if they're not, they're nice, they're yeah. still a first step then. No, no, but again, obviously we're not speaking in terms of extremities and black and white. But let's say to a person succeeds, that he's taka, he's edges brushing his teeth. Ah, he's not. But the, the lion's share of his life is just devoid of... So where does, um, he says that that, 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 that that obviously where Rav Hutton is saying that you know people who, who give importance to wearing slippers when walking on cold floor 
it's not like a real victory, right? It's, it's, it's in the world, it's in the world of, of values, it's in the world of 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 of, of midas, of appreciation and philosophy. It's not square. You hold that this 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 type of sausage is kishmak. Okay? Meaning that's also the koahalitanas that like you dafka you dafka value things that are not valuable. Okay, one second. That's going to be a continuation. At this point in time, the way we we were describing the internal mechanism is that there's a struggle that uh, the koach hashivus should be chalal come out. It could be that a person can have his koach hilul in extreme cases, like the people of Tamir and Ben lived with, that it's completely obliterated. And of course, there's from there to 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 to. It goes in a spectrum until a person gets to the level of total Hashem. But that's also a battle. Once a person in the area of choice has won that battle, has won that battle, then there's still a new question is, so where is he going to point his Kerach HaChashivus? His Kerach HaChashivus can be pointed that the person that he feels is the most Hashiv is the guy that he may be corrupt in business, but he's made it super big. So he gives Hashivas, and it's not a, it's not a false Hashivas, he takes much of that person. He holds the person the godly in what he's done. Because he holds that corruption and thievery is permitted if it's going to bring about a good result. So that shows who you are. If you could be put into his depth, into his, into his, into his, into his shoes, you take it. That means that's what you are. You're just limited. But that's who you are. It's a description. It's, it's a portrait of who you are. Isn't that a riot that it would be better to value uh, sports players than not to value anything at all? Yes. At this point in time, we'll see how this forward develops. At this point in time, it would be better to have a misplaced chashivas than no chashivas. Yes? Better to have a misplaced chashivas so that you possibly hold that Lynn... Jeremy Lynn. Jeremy Lynn. That Jeremy Lynn is insanity. He is... Inspiration. One thing, one thing. Over here, over here, over here. What, what, what? Solomon is suggesting. What happens if a person's ultimate value is how precious Leitonus is? But that's that's a steer in your bank. You can't you can't value Leitonus. That doesn't mean you don't value anything. And when you when yeah. laughing, not valuing Leitonus means nothing is precious. And if someone says to you, oh, why are you making fun of everything? So then he's going against Leitonus. You can't make a Leitonus of Leitonus. Making Leitonus of Leitonus is saying things of Hashem. <laughs> Some people are better at uh, better making fun of things. Some people have like a quality of life. Yeah, correct. But uh, it, would, it would not be Leitonus to admire that in itself would take the first bit of mind. Correct. You mean what happens if a person appreciates Leitonim? So it shows that his kirch is Leitonim. But again, that appreciating the kirch of Leitonim is not, is not a kirch ahilu. That's Leitonim's gufa. Um, someone had a... Sometimes. Um, people... Um, it's 
So that's that's our question mark. At this point in time, it seems that that when you give something a kachashibut, you've already overcome a basic destructive part. But then the question is, if your if your chashibut rests in um, bungee jumping with frayed ropes, just like put an edge on it. And the truth is, it's a, it's a very short lived process. <laughs> no, it's like two or three jumps. So the passion that that's not so healthy. But at this point in time, it seems as if, we'll develop this further, it seems as if that, wait, be patient. It would seem at this point, we haven't got to anywhere near the end. It would seem at this point that that Koyach is better than no Koyach but remain tuned. Okay, Rabbi Yisai. Can, when you